Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I've had a whole bunch of people send me this story. Thank you very much. It happened in Michigan, and it involves a police officer. Uh, and the story is quite unusual. But of course, the good news is, with everything being recorded today by body cameras and so on, there's no disputing many of the facts in these cases now. So the headline here is Michigan's cops' mistake leads to a $320,000 deal with Japanese man wrongly accused of drunk driving. And so they're going to pay the man $320,000 for him to drop his lawsuit because he sued them over the wrongful arrest. And this is one of these stories that, just simply because of the man's situation, wound up really affecting his life much worse than it would the average person's. But uh, the man blew a .02 on the uh, preliminary breath test. But the officer at the scene misread it and said she thought it was point two two. Said decimal points, a real tricky thing. Uh, but apparently she also admitted at the time she had no idea what she was doing, so that doesn't help. Ed White of the Associated Press wrote this story. And the story happens in Fowlerville, Michigan. Fowlerville, Michigan is kind of northwest of Detroit a ways. Uh, the Michigan Village has agreed to a $320,000 settlement with a man from Japan who was wrongly accused of drunk driving after a police officer badly misread a breath test. And she also screwed up in a bunch of other ways. I actually read the opinion issued by the federal court on this. Uh, And the judge spells out over, I think, 14 or 15 pages everything that happened. And uh, it's just a a comedy of errors. Uh, The man blew a .02 on the test, but the police officer claimed that she thought it was .22, which would have been over the limit, but of course .02 is well under the limit. The officer was a rookie, and she told a colleague over the radio, and this is a quote, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) Pro tip, think that, but don't say it. Think that, but don't say it. The man is a native of Japan. He was in the U.S. on a work visa, legally and all that, in 2020. And charges of driving while intoxicated were dropped after the blood sample showed that he was not drunk. But he's 37 years old. He filed a lawsuit in federal court alleging that the actions of the police officer violated the U.S. Constitution. And the settlement was reached fairly recently. And that was after the court had ruled in his favor. And the judge wrote some things here that are almost as bad as the I have no idea what I'm doing statement. The judge said it would be evident to a reasonable officer that he was quite apparently sober. So a reasonable jury could conclude that the arrest was not supported by probable cause and that the officer was not entitled to qualified immunity. And by the way, that was on an appeal and the appeals panel voted three and O in the man's favor. So no dissents here, three and O. Fowlerville is paying the lawsuit settlement through insurance, according to records. An email seeking comment from the man's lawyer was not immediately answered. Meanwhile, the attorney who represents the police department and the officer claimed that performance on roadside sobriety tests was enough to make an arrest and avoid civil liability in the lawsuit. And he said, we're disappointed the courts didn't see it that way. Now, here's the thing. It does say, by the way, uh, she is no longer an officer in Fowlerville. I read someplace else she may have been hired elsewhere already, but uh, I didn't see that in this story or in the other things I read. However, you know that I've actually seen, through all the various videos I've watched on YouTube, I've seen a lot of people actually ask an officer, uh, what happens if I don't take the breath test? And it varies from state to state. But I've seen an officer say, well, if you take the breath test and it shows that you're not drunk, well, then we'll take that into account. 
So this guy blows well below the limit, and now the attorney is saying, yeah, but still, the other stuff, the other stuff. (laughs) But remember, all of the arrest and the tests and all that was caught on body cams because there's more than one officer at the scene eventually. And the judges apparently watched the video and said, no, it looks to us like he passed. You know, and it's so subjective. No, I think the guy wobbled on his eighth step when told to take nine steps that way and nine steps back. But in the opinion, the, uh, the introductory paragraph of the opinion, uh, this is drafted by the Honorable David M. Lawson, U.S. District Court judge. Uh, the judge wrote, the plaintiff, a citizen of Japan, was admitted to the U.S. on a work visa driving through Fowlerville in February of 2020 when he was stopped by a police officer and arrested for drunk driving and operating his vehicle without a license. He was neither intoxicated nor driving without a license. But his arrest had serious immigration, employment, and cultural consequences for him uh, because, among other things, he got kicked out of the country. And when he went back to Japan and they heard about what happened to him, they made him take, like, alcohol understanding courses. The guy's like, I wasn't drunk. Yeah, but you still got to take these classes. So eventually, he got through all of that, and then he did get to come back to America. But for a brief period of time, he was ejected from the country. So the defendant filed a motion to have his case thrown out, and the, and the gist of it was qualified immunity. Uh, police officers are just doing her job. You can't just sue her because she's doing her job. So the court writes, the basis of the motion is qualified immunity, and we are now ready for a decision on that. Because the pleaded facts and the discovery record demonstrate that the defendant violated the man's constitutional rights, that those rights were clearly established at the time of the arrest, and that only a plainly incompetent police officer would have arrested him under the circumstances, the defendant is not entitled to qualified immunity at this stage of the case. So one count did get dismissed. He'd filed an action also for intentional infliction of emotional distress where somebody commits acts so outrageous that they're clearly trying to harm you Uh, And that got thrown out, but the other stuff continued, the wrongful arrest and all that. But keep in mind that this court is finding that this officer acted in a way that would only make sense if she was plainly incompetent. And that's the quote. This is directly from the opinion of the court that only a plainly incompetent police officer would have arrested him. And part of the story, and it's not in this story here, but... So the guy gets pulled over, and the police officer starts asking him some questions. And at some point in time, she asked him about why he's here in America. And he had a passport on him, and he said, I've got a driver's license, but it's in my backpack in the back of the car. And the officer said, okay, that's fine. Get out of the car, run through a bunch of tests, blow the breathalyzer. Okay, the PBT comes back at a .02. She thinks it's a .22, but she arrests him for no driver's license, and operating under the influence. So she puts him in the back of the car. Apparently she gets on the radio and then says, I have no idea what I'm doing. And another officer comes out there. The officer starts talking to the man and probably wonders, huh, he doesn't look that drunk to me, and asks him, do you have a driver's license? And he said, yes, it's in my backpack in my car. I told her about it. And she somehow either forgot that or missed that, except that it was recorded, I believe, on her body camera. And in the process of all of this, she claimed at one point in time that he admitted he'd been drinking. 
And she actually attributed a quote to him of something the effect of, I had a drink from a bottle. An actual, like she actually put the words in that, here's what he told me. And he later said, I never said that. And uh, when they went through all the body camera footage and so on, they couldn't find it anywhere. Turns out he never said it, which makes you wonder, because remember, I have no idea what I'm doing. Did she just make that up? Or was she confusing this transaction with another transaction? Um, because if, and don't get me wrong, I've had someone come up to me and say, Steve, do you remember when you told me such and such? And I'm like, I never said that. When did I say that? Oh, wait, I'm thinking of somebody else, okay? So when she says, he told me he had a drink from a bottle when I asked him. And it's not anywhere on the footage of the body camera. You got to wonder. And so... If the guy blows a .02 and she later realizes, oh, wait, I'm, I'm looking at the decimal in the wrong spot, did she then just invent that to kind of like add some strength to her claims? So, again, I'm going to tell you right now the part I'm most embarrassed by as, as a person from Michigan and America is the attorney who says, well, his performance on the roadside sobriety tests was enough to support the arrest. <laughs> If that's true, why, why, why give the sobriety test? But number two, why did she come up with this? He admitted to me he was drinking when he didn't. And those are the kinds of things. Um, I'm a big fan of Hunter S. Thompson. I believe I've got a couple of his books down here, but I forgot which side they're on and which shelf they're on, if they're visible or not. But I've read everything Hunter S. Thompson ever wrote. And he uh, covered some uh, political campaigns, uh, fear and loathing on the campaign trail, that kind of thing. And he had a chapter in one of his books entitled, Why Do They Lie to Us? Why Do They Lie to Us? And I've always been fascinated by that exact concept. Because when somebody's lying, there can be a bunch of different reasons why somebody lies. And, you know, uh, you hear something smash and you go into the other room and there's a cookie jar on the floor that's in a million pieces. There's a little kid with a cookie in his hand. I didn't do it. You know why he's lying to you, right? Right? Okay. But if a police officer is asked what happened at the roadside, and she says, well, he blew a preliminary breath test, he failed some sobriety tests, and he told me he'd been drinking. And it turns out that statement is untrue. Why did she say it? And I would argue, if I was the plaintiff's attorney in this case speaking to a jury, I would say she said that because she realized that her arrest was weak. She realized that she lacked the things necessary to make that a good arrest. And so when the attorney says, well, her, his performance at the roadside was enough to make an arrest, I would argue that even she didn't think so. And that's after she said, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so... It is a bizarre story, and you hate to see money getting wasted like this. It comes from an insurance company. Yeah, they pay their premiums. Yeah, I understand all of that. I understand all of that. But why does a police department hire somebody who is so incompetent that they make a bad arrest, they admit, I've got no idea what I'm doing, and then the police officer who shows up to back her up doesn't go, hey, dude, you got a driver's license? Let's take another look at that PBT. Oh, you know, and then pull the officer aside and say, you know something, I think you've made a mistake here. Let the guy go. Let him go. But they don't. People say, Steve, 
when there's one bad cop and the other cops help them out in their badness, then that cop becomes bad also. And the other cops who don't. So, you know, she did get canned, but I understand she's working someplace else now, I believe. But again, remember, whoever just hired her, hired somebody who said, on the old Hootenhaller, I have no idea what I'm doing, and then made a bad arrest that cost the city of Fowlerville, or Village, $320,000. And a federal judge wrote that she was plainly incompetent. Unbelievable. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. If you spend too much time thinking about a thing, you'll never get it done.